Welcome to Medieval, and thanks for joining us. In a couple of previous episodes, we brought up the name Gregory of Tours, but hardly mentioned much about who he was or what he accomplished. Feeling that our history of the early Middle Ages would not be complete without Gregory of Tours, we've decided to dedicate this episode to his life and works. Thank you to our team member Richard for the research and writing of this episode, and, as you'll see, I'll be the third host of the show. Hope you enjoy. Gregory of Tours is one of the notable historians of the early medieval period in Western Europe. He was a bishop and writer whose ten books of histories, popularly known as the History of the Franks, is the major 6th century source for studying the Merovingian kingdom of the Franks. Born sometime in 538 or 539 at Anverny, the modern Clermont-Ferrand, and lived to the 17th day of November 594, where he died in Tours. He was closely related to the most illustrious houses of Gaul, being a descendant of an eminent Gallo-Roman family. His birth name was Georgius Florentius, but he later took on the name of Gregory, in memory of his maternal great-grandfather, Gregory, Bishop of Lanka. His feast day is celebrated November 17th. Gregory's family was well known in both religious and political affairs, holding high offices in the church and government. On his father's side, he was related to Vectus Epagatus, a martyr in the persecution at Lyon in 177. His uncle Gallus was Bishop of Clermont. His maternal family included bishops of Langa and bishops of Lyon. It was said that Gregory claimed to be related to 13 of the 18 bishops of Tours and to many senators. Losing his father at a young age, he went to live with his uncle Gallus, Bishop of Clermont, under whom he was educated after the manner of all ecclesiastics in the day. His mind was turned towards the service of the church after his miraculous recovery from a mysterious illness. After the death of his uncle in 554, he was left in the care of his successor, Avitus, then a priest, later Bishop of Clermont. Avitus directed him towards the study of the scriptures and he was ordained deacon by Avitus. Gregory expected to be made the Bishop of Lyon. Instead, he was appointed the Bishop of Tours by King Sigbert and Queen Brunhild in 573. The clergy and people, who had been charmed with his piety, learning and humility, chose him as bishop after the death of Saint Euphronius. He was taken to the court of King Sigbert of Austrasia, who was forced to consent to it, though much against his will. On 22 August 573, Gregory was consecrated by Gilles, Bishop of Rheims, at the age of 34. After his appointment to Tours, he wholeheartedly promoted the cult of St. Martin, about whom he wrote four books of miracle stories. Although he assisted at the Council of Paris in 577, the greater part of his career was spent at Tours. Gregory became bishop at a time when the world was complex. The Merovingian realm was usually divided into several kingdoms. Tours was ruled by Sigbert, the king of East Francia, whose power center was the Rheims-Metz region when Gregory was appointed bishop. Sigbert was murdered in 575 and Tours fell under the control of Chilperic, his brother, ruler of the West Frankish kingdom, based in Soissons. Chilperic was a very wicked and heartless king, a leader who took the side of anyone who disobeyed his orders. For many years, Gregory was at loggerhead with Chilperic, fighting to protect his people from the king's brutality. Gregory called Chilperic 
the new Roman Herod of our time. Gregory was tried for slander at the Council of Bernier-Rivière in 580 because of his criticism of Chilperic's queen, Fredegund. Gregory was, however, acquitted, owing to the fact that his friend Venantius Fortunatus gave a poetic accolade of Chilperic at the time of the trial. In traversing this complex political landscape, Gregory had to find a way to work with Chilperic. When Chilperic was murdered in 584, a third brother, Guntram, the king of Burgundy, ruled Tours. Gregory describes Guntram in more liberal terms, largely because of the king's piety. It was during that reign that Tours experienced a period of peace. Nevertheless, he found Guntram difficult to deal with. Guntram put to death two physicians because they were unable to restore his queen, Ostchild, to health. However, in 587, Guntram ceded Tours to Siegbert's son, Childbert II. This king, as well as his mother, Brunhaut, favoured Gregory with particular confidence, often calling him to court and entrusted to him many important tasks. This favour lasted until his demise. In the midst of these harsh conditions, St. Gregory found a way to discharge the duties of the office of bishop with admirable courage and firmness. His writings and actions exhibit a tender solicitude for the spiritual and temporal interests of his people, whom he protected as best he could against the lawlessness of the civil power. By his office, he was the protector of the weak, and as such always opposed their oppressors. As bishop, he influenced the rise in the number of churches, which were the centers of religious life in Gaul. During his time, the burned-down cathedral church at Tours was rebuilt, and the Church of St. Perpetuus restored and decorated. Gregory of Tours is notably remembered for his Decem Libri Historianum, known to English readers as the History of the Franks, which gives insights on the transition from ancient times to the Middle Ages. He started with the creation of the world, then carries us through the conversion of Gaul, the Merovingians and other rulers, and up to the year of his death in 594. Gregory also wrote a book on the lives of the saints and one on famous miracles, namely the life of the fathers and the miracles of Bishop Martin. His complete works deal with many subjects and are summarized as follows. Ten books of Historia, seven of miracles, one on the lives of the fathers, a commentary in one book on the Psalter and one book on ecclesiastical liturgy. This episode is dedicated to Timothy a loyal backer on Patreon. Please consider supporting the podcast on Patreon to help us explore new opportunities in this endeavour and to gain special rewards like bonus content and medieval-themed gifts. The link is in the description of this episode. Any questions? Send them to medievalpodcast at outlook.com. That's all for today, but we'll see you soon for more episodes of Medieval. Thanks for listening. Mm-hmm.